All right, let's, let's get into the word. I decrease that you may increase. Lord, have your way what you want to say today. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, so we, uh, we uh, talked last week about, uh, kind of did a remix on a new beginning. That's the vision for this year, and that's what God has been doing uh, in a lot of our lives. A lot of people giving testimonies to some new starts, new beginnings, new opportunities, new jobs. Jamal just said he just got a new, a new hookup. Uh, pretty good hookup, right? <laughs> uh, but uh, um, I'm gonna keep it brief because I gotta. We have to leave here shortly, so uh, let's go to Isaiah 46:10. Isaiah 46. Isaiah 46. And uh, our new beginning is the opportunity to finally begin with the end in mind. A lot of times we're, we're making choices and decisions separate from God, like we were talking about in the Master Life class this morning. Here God birthed us. He fearfully and wonderfully made us. He gave us this body for us to have dominion with him, to rule and reign with him. But a lot of times what we do is we take this body and we use it for what we want to do. It could be pleasure. It could be lust. It could be what they say or what they doing but you know God has uh, handcrafted us for intended purpose so this scripture says here uh, 4610 it says declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done saying my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure so here God declares the end from the beginning so how that kind of looks is this you know because it seems kind of Weird, God declares the end from the beginning. So, you know, and I know in some of our infinite minds or intellectual minds, we go, if we declare the end from the beginning, then, then it's all on God. No, it's all on us. So what God did is he started at the end of our life and he worked this way back. They're going to need this, need that. You're going to need this. You're going to need that, this, that, the other. Okay, well, we got to add that. We're going to need this. You're going to need this. You're going to need that. Okay, we're going to need that. Then he birthed us. And so he already created the path and everything that we'll need on the path. And so he's guiding us. The Bible says in Matthew 7, 13, narrows the way that leads to life and peace, brought us the way that leads to destruction. So he said, just stay on path, stay on task. I have everything you need. I have the connections, the resources, the hookups. And so sometimes we can, because we can take for granted every connection and relationship we have. Like we talked about master life this morning, but God is trying to hook us up with some things. But the devil, while we're trying to get, stay on path, on track, the devil's trying to get us over here. He's trying to get us over there. He's trying to get us over there. He's trying to get us uh, distracted, you know, uh, to go our way instead of going his way, right? And so, but God has already declared the end from the beginning and he needs us to keep following that path. So he's already declared the end from the beginning. So that means I don't have a choice. Well, yes, you do. Because even when they built this mall, well, somebody came up with a blueprint. They came up with a blueprint, and um, I went to a, 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 well, a training, but it was really teach you how to start your own business. And the guy that, that started Gold's Gym, he was our speaker. And he says, he says, well, they, had, they was interviewing him. He said, so when did you see uh, this, this business that you have? He says, well, I saw it like five years before I even did it. And he said, he says, so he says, actually, I'm building it twice. He said, what do you mean? He says, he says, well, just like you build a building, they, they come up with a design and they have a model. And he said, then they actually end up building the model. He says, so what I did was I saw it, I built it in, in picture, and then we went and manifested it. 
right? So, so, so like when they build your house, uh, Sabrina, when they build your house, it was a design. Like, and they got to have a design because otherwise they may put the sink on this side, but the plumbing's on this side of the house, right? But suppose they decide, ah, I just think the sink look more comfortable over here, but the plumbing's on this side of the house because they feel like the sink should be over here. Y'all still think I'm talking about the house, don't you? See, it's the same thing in our life. We feel like something should go this way, but it's a designed way for it to go. There's a design way. There's a manifested way. And so, so that's how God has set things up. So, so even though it's saying new beginnings, it's really us getting back online with what God has planned for us. Uh, let's go to uh, Ecclesiastes 3. Ecclesiastes 3. And we'll read here, love this scripture. Well, I actually love this whole chapter, but uh, uh, verse 15. It says, that which has been is now. So, so now, now listen, it says, that which has been is now. So what we're operating in now is really what already existed. We just caught up to it. And then it says, uh, and that which is to be has already been. And God, and God requires that which is past. Uh, the amplified version of this, this verse says, so history, his story repeats itself. So here, and you got to say, oh, yeah, okay, you keep saying God declared things from the beginning. He's requiring with that which has been. See, because God is not in time. We are. The Bible says in, in, uh, in Isaiah, God sits on a circle of earth. So he's sitting outside of time. We're within time. All right, so, so if you, uh, we'll do it this way. We'll bring it closer to home. Right now, if you got on top of this building, if you got on the top of this building, you wouldn't just see the building, but you could see some of the neighborhood, right? So, so somebody comes by. Uh, 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 Justin comes by in a helicopter, and he takes us to another level. Well, you could see the city, right? You could see somewhere to Charlotte, right? Uh, if somebody else came by in a plane, he took, they took us, you know, 30,000, 40,000 feet in the air. Well, you wouldn't just see Charlotte. Uh, I'm about to go to New Jersey. You could see New Jersey. The higher you get, you can see from here to New Jersey. But actually, it, if we, we, we just drove there two weeks ago, took us nine, well, it took us 10 hours to get there, all right? So we saw, so somebody, if they were high enough, they could see 10 hours ahead, right? And if you got even high enough, you could see from here to California. But if you drove from here to California, it would take you two weeks. But if you got high enough, you could see two weeks ahead. Now, where do you think God's at? God's elevated high enough where he can see years ahead. So it's just like, like, like you know, GPS is telling you where to go, right? Because there's a satellite watching the roads. Uh, what's the thing we've been using? Waze or something like that. Uh, 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 something's in the road. Cars stopped on the road ahead. Police, right? <laughs> but it's telling us the police is there before we got there. Oh, so... Uh, uh, an app can tell you what's going to happen before you get there, but God can't. Did the, did, the, did the app put the police officer there? It's telling you what's coming before you even got there. So that's all God is doing. He's declaring, hey, he sees so far in advance, hey, you might want to go this way. I'm just saying. Based on the picture, you might just want to go to, uh, I'm, I'm a movie guy, I was watching, uh, so, so I love The Matrix. And in The Matrix, when they would get in trouble, they would call the, uh, the operator. And the operator was like, so they, they was looking for a way out, right? 
a way of escape that you be able to bear it, right? First Corinthians ten thirteen. So so he called operator, he'd be like, uh, uh, make a left. When you get to this corner, make another left. No, no, make a right, make a right, make a right. Right? He was just, but they suppose they go, I don't want to make a right. I just don't feel like it right now. I want to make a left. Well, they wouldn't get out of this situation, right? So so we gotta stay tuned to the operator. As is first Corinthians twelve says, uh there are diversities of gifts with just one spirit. There's, there's diversities of administration, right, with just one Lord. He's talking about Jesus. It says, but there are diversities of operations, but one God. He's the operator, right? First Corinthians 12, you're one through 12, right? Right, so, 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 so we got to stay connected to the operator because he's showing us, he declared here from the beginning, he's showing us how to get to what's going to fulfill us. So every time we have a new beginning, it's we're off track. And we're beginning again. We're getting back on track, back to where we're supposed to go. And so, so, and, and what are we getting on track to? We're getting on track to God's will. We're getting back in line with God's will. Ephesians 5, let's go there, Ephesians 5. And, and some people this year, a lot of people this year, especially in the house, because God gave us new beginnings at the end of last year, right? But, but, I mean, we can just have pop-ups all over the place of people that's experienced new beginnings this year, right? But before, God gave us the word before the year started, right? Right? Way ahead of time. Well, he gave it to me even before I told you at the end of the year, right? Yeah, now, he's already given me the word for next year because the play is, the play that y'all doing is based on the word. So he's like, babe, what's the vision for next year? So we already had the vision. And actually, some people have been speaking out don't even know it. Actually, in the little thing, uh, you know, when they uh, post uh, what's the service going to be about today, Siobhan wrote it into the description of what we were teaching today, and she don't even know it. Right? So God's already ahead of us. The Bible says in, in, in John chapter 16, it says the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. I mean... We were talking about this this morning. I, I said how I really blew a couple of opportunities with, uh, when I was playing college basketball. I was connected to the, I, I think, one of the best, best coaches in the world, you know. But I didn't use them to my advantage. Like, I kind of took them for granted. I was isolated, you know, from Newark. So I was like, you know, first of all, take me out the game. I wouldn't sit next to him. I'd go on the end of the bench, sit down there, and I would be looking like, you need me. And I and I could, I remember his face to this day. He's looking down at the bench, going, and I, he probably now I'm older now, so he probably was like, I want to put him in the game, but not with that attitude. And if I put him in the game, am I endorsing that attitude? So I gotta sacrifice winning because this idiot, you know, got an attitude, right? So I didn't I didn't use them to my advantage. I was all in myself. You know, so we got people around us trying to guide us the right way. And I remember I used to come down court, throw a pass. If the guy would dunk, crowd go, ah, coach would be like, Bradley, what should it have been? Bounce pass, coach. And then this is the thing. I just looked to the sideline and go, so we had to fake up and then throw the bounce pass. I'd be like, bounce pass, coach. But I used to be ready to cry. Like, dude, like, the crowd went wild. Like, why are you tripping? We watch game film. And, and you know, just throw a pass, make a move. We score, and the fellas will be like, ooh, ooh. He stopped the, stopped the tape. Bradley! Bounce pass, coach. Bounce pass, coach. <laughs> Didn't you see everybody excited, man? But he wasn't 
training me for that, that temporary excitement. He was preparing me for where I was going. Well, I ain't see that at the time. Right? See, 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 God's trying to set us up with some things. So when the Holy Spirit tells us something, it may not sit right with what you're comfortable with doing. It may not make it may make absolutely no sense to you. But God's trying to set you up for something. Well, it's a lot of times, now I don't feel like doing this. I'm not doing it that way. I'm not comfortable with this. Man, there ain't nothing great in your life is going to be comfortable. Right? All right, so anyway, let's just, let's just stay. What did I tell you to go? Ephesians? Ephesians 5, 17. It says, wherefore, be not unwise, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. So it's basically saying, then it goes on to say, don't be drunk with wine. Don't get, in, don't get clouded. Right? But it's saying... Our life is based on his will. Don't be unwise and be living this life not playing off of his will, right? See, this is the thing. For you to really experience fulfillment in this life, you got to be lined up with his will. For you to experience this new beginning God's trying to get you to do, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you your heart. It's going to cost you all of your heart. See, you got to give your, present yourself as a living sacrifice only acceptable unto him, which is your reasonable service. Romans 12.1. You got to give all of you to get all of God. Like God ain't like us, you know. God is like, no, no, no. Give me the whole thing. See, in re certain relationships, you ever been in a relationship, you, you know, the person didn't give all of themselves, but you're like, okay, well, I'll just, right, I can't wait to get all of you, so I believe I'll get all of you later, so I'm going to give myself. And then you usually get played or hurt or stepped on, right? And then, then you play it like, I can't believe they treat me like that, but that's, they never gave all themselves. They didn't commit. You did. God's not like that. God's like, okay, I have all this for you, but I need all of you. And they be like, I can't believe you guys make me go through this. God's like, I'm not making you go through nothing. Give me all of you, and I'll give you all I have. You ain't playing God. The Bible says God's not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that he shall reap. And so, this, so, so God's trying to get all, give you all of himself. Pour out blessings you don't have room enough to receive, but he needs all of you. And, and, and if, you, if, you can, if he can get all of your heart, then you'll find God's will for your life. So that's why he tells us, don't get intoxicated because you're going to lose sight of what I have and you ain't going to believe it. You're going to second guess yourself and not experience what I have. So, so the will of God is, is, is he's, he's breaking it down to us through his word, the will of God. Um... It's in the word of God. So, 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 okay, let's do it this way. The will of God is the word of God and our obedience to it. So it's not just knowing what God says, it's applying what God says and experience the fulfilling. So you see, God's saying, all right, I need you to do this, I need you to do this, I need you to do this, stay on track. And you go, okay, you know, oh, you know, no, I know God says this, walk in the spirit, not fill the lust of flesh. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all things will be added unto me. Meditate on the word day and night, do all that's written therein, then shall be uh, uh, prosperous. And then, then sh what is it? Make our right process have good success. Thank you. Romans, uh, I mean, Joshua 1.8. So we know all these things, but let's say we don't meditate on the word day and night. But we still express expecting prosperity and success, correct? Aren't we? Right? You have need of patience after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Let's say we don't do the will of God. 
We're still expecting the promise, aren't we? We almost feel entitled. You know how some of the, 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 the children in this room, they expect to get stuff even if they don't do nothing. They're just sitting around. And they expect, like, you cooking a day, right? Because I'm, I'm, But they expect to eat because they're hungry, not because they pay for groceries. Right? They just figure I'm hungry. Like, if I'm hungry, you feed me. Like, I don't know how you got the groceries. I don't know how much it costs. I don't know how many hours of overtime you had to work. All I know is I'm hungry. Right? Ain't that right, Justin? Right? I mean, that's normally the case, right? Like, Oh, 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 what's going on around here? Y'all look like y'all sleep. I'm hungry. Get up, start to fix the food. Let's get the pancakes rolling. You know, something like, you know, is that true, right? You see, like, the, some of the parents sitting there going, yeah, that's trying to get them to realize that. <laughs> right, but what it is, they feel entitled, right? Sometimes they don't even appreciate what you're doing. They just take it for granted. You got that, right? Right? Like, you got that, right? Oh, oh imagine if they came in, turned on their game, but the TV didn't come on. And they're hitting buttons like, something is definitely wrong here. And then, you know, they get up and go, y'all tripping, right? I came in here to play my game and things aren't working. I know y'all don't pay the bill, right? Just imagine that. Or open the refrigerator and there's no food in there. Maybe you should just do that one day. Like just leave the refrigerator empty. Just to see what the reaction will be. And I guarantee it won't be, hey, everything's okay? Because I noticed the refrigerator's empty. I guarantee the reaction will be, what's wrong with y'all? How is there no food in the refrigerator? Are you, you people retarded? Come on, hey, 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 hey. Listen, listen, y'all, y'all, y'all tripping. Y'all tripping. If this was school, y'all all get F's. Fill this refrigerator up right now. Now, now I'm going to go play my game, get on Fortnite for a little while. When I come back, refrigerator better be full. <laughs> now, we laughing, but don't they roll like that? They do. They don't know. Justin, they don't know you was out there all them hours. Sometimes dealing with some nasty attitudes. And you, and, you know, you from Jersey. But you, ain't, you don't use all your Jersey because you need to get the check, right? So you got to deal, you got to tolerate some stuff. Ain't that right? Be like, you know what? You just call your wife, Sabrina. I'm good. I'm good because I got to get the check. But, the, <laughs> but I was a second away from not getting the check because these people don't lost their mind up in here. What? What? So my kids can eat, baby. <laughs> and so, so they can get their clothes and their Jordans. I will tolerate this mess. Right? But the kids ain't going, hey, 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 you probably went through a whole lot of garbage today. Cussed you out and everything. Man, get some rest. Take it easy. All that you don't went through today. No, you walk in the door. Hey, 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 hey. You're late. You should have been here already. Did you get the groceries? Well, get the cooking. Get the cooking. <laughs> right? You see what I'm saying? It's, it's easy to just take, take things for granted, right? And... <laughs> And, and the thing is, like, we take God for granted. Like, we wake up and we breathing and, and doing stuff, and we take, like, we taking the angels for granted that was protecting us from hurt, harm, and danger today. Do you know you were prevented from an accident? 
You, you remember when you dozed off but still made it home? But you weren't thanking the Lord. You was just like, hey, I got home. Or your car stopped just in the nick of time before you hit the pole? Or before you uh, went to the side of the road and was driving down in a ditch and just missed the pole? That actually happened. <laughs> no, I did it. Yeah, I did it. I actually did it. I was, we was driving. I was out a little late and called myself serving my wife. Yeah, let's go here. Let's go there. No, good while I needed to go home and get some sleep. And so I, so I just for a second, closed my eyes, and we, we on the, the, the bank. We, we rolling. And I, but I don't panic on the pressure, so I wasn't panicking. But she was like, oh, my God. And I was just like, you know, just trying to get us back on the road. Got back on the road, just missed the pole. <laughs> Guess what? That's why I got to make sure I get sleep now because she'd be like, no, baby, baby, no, get some rest. You good. But what I'm saying is like, the angels was God. It was God in that car, right? We t we taking that for granted, right? Taking that for granted. My son right now is taking that for granted. So he didn't realize I was in a life and death situation, <laughs> right? All he know, yo, y'all covered that, right? Cool, you got that, right? I'm saying we got to stop taking things for granted, um, and and. And give God our hearts. Just like, honestly, I think as family members, we should give ourselves to our parents and stuff like that. Like we should care enough to say, since you're doing this, the least I can do is give myself to you. Like honor you. What you need? I mean, what you need? You, I mean, because I'm chilling. So, I mean, I give you at least 15 minutes of labor, to, you know, this week. <laughs> You know, just stop taking some things for granted. But I, I want to say this. See, see, again, and so we don't take God for granted. It's something I read uh, in this book called Wild at Heart. It's a great book. But it said, uh, there is something else that I'm after out here in the wild is what the, the author said. I'm searching for an even, an, an even more elusive prey, uh, something that can only be found through the help of the wilderness. I'm looking for my heart. And so, so what the author was saying, uh, Deuteronomy 8.2, you can write that down. Uh, it says, I've taken you through the wilderness, number one, to humble you. So you get you out the way. Number two, to prove you, to test you. Number three, so you would know what's in your heart, whether you would keep my commandments or not. Because a lot of times we go, Lord, I love you. I'll do whatever you say until you're under pressure. And then sometimes God is just saying, okay, we well, do what I say. Just do what I say every day. Uh, I'm giving you this day your daily bread in Matthew 6, right? So just do, do what I say. But we, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Then we're in the wilderness. Oh, now, now we're going through tests and trials. And then we, have, we don't have a choice now because the only thing we can hear or see is God. Right? So we're in the wilderness. The wilderness is there to show you really what's in your heart. And so you can actually find your heart because you keep talking about your heart as if your heart is right all the time. But some of our hearts are darkened. Some of our hearts are hardened. Some of our hearts are clouded. And so if your heart is clouded, you can't find your way to your new beginning. You can't find your way to God's will for your life. Because you're, you're, you're lost. You're, uh, the scripture says you're looking through a glass darkly. And then you're arguing with people. You're defending your position. You're excusing your behavior. 
You're snapping at people as if it's their fault when you're the one that's clouded. You know, that's like giving somebody directions and you can't see. Now, now somebody laughed like, who would do that? We've been doing it. One, we've been giving ourselves directions and we can't see. And then we're talking to other people like, what you, want, what you might want to do is this. And you blind. <laughs> no, 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 you know, no. What I think you should do is this. So, you know, you, you heard the blind leading the blind. Well, the Bible says the eyes of your understanding need to be enlightened, Ephesians 1.18. Right? Uh, the scripture says the interest of the word bringeth light. It gives understanding to the simple, Psalm 119, 130. So if I'm not taking in the word, I'm not taking in light, I'm walking around with a, a, a clouded heart because the scripture says I'm looking through a glass darkly. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 12, as a dim reflection or an enigma or a riddle. Everything is a riddle. Like, and sometimes, you know, you know, some of us are good with riddles. I was always great with figuring stuff out. But, you know, some of us don't like problems at all. Like, like, like when people say they don't like math, a lot of times they haven't even tried to, to discover how to figure math out. Even though you deal with math every day, like it ain't going nowhere. And so what do people normally do? They, they'll say, I shut down. Or they'll tell themselves, I'm not a math person, as if that's okay. So you're going to go around not being able to count your check, not, not being able to figure anything out, right? No, it's not okay. Or, or if somebody's explaining something to you, they do it in church all the time. I don't understand. So they go, well, since I don't understand, then I'm good, right? No, you have to find out. You have to press through that darkness. All it is is you're clouded. And everybody has genius in them. You just got to keep pressing to discover it. But you just can't shut down because you don't feel like going beyond your level of understanding. Because the why you're pressing through is God, God wants to show you something that you haven't seen. But to get something you haven't seen, you got to do something you never did. To do something you never did, you got to be willing to be uncomfortable like you've never been uncomfortable before. So you got to press through what you can't do. Guess what? what you, on your dream, your fulfillment, everything you want is on the other side of what you can't do. Obvious is not on the other side of what you can do because you've been doing what you can do. And you don't have it Amen. or we don't have it. Right. So I noticed everything in my life that's been fulfilling was on the other side of what I couldn't do. Because there was a place in my life where I thought, OK, well, I don't do that. So that's OK. And the Lord's like, no, it's not. Now you got to find out how to do that, too. Well, I, well that's not me. I, you know, that's for other people. Hey, no, there might be other people's expertise, but it's for your understanding. So you got to be fine. You, see, you got to stretch yourself beyond the uncomfortable because God's trying to get something to you that no one's ever seen. See, so that's where the obedience comes in. You notice obedience is normally something that's challenging us beyond a place of comfort. Right? You notice, I need you to do this. <laughs> God ain't talking to me. Yes, he is. He's talking to you. I need you to do this. And, and, and this is, I, I, I tell you this because I reflected on this at the gym this morning. I, I'm not calling y'all this. I'm just saying this how I was. I was an idiot. Even though I, I don't have no, 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 no sorry IQ. But see, you could be, you could have a high IQ and still be an idiot. 
I'm a testament to that. Because as, as, much as, I, as much as I thought I knew, I didn't know how to utilize everything God put around me. Something called people. I didn't know how to use the person that was stretching me. I mentioned my coach. I didn't know how to use the person that was making me uncomfortable. I didn't know, know how to use the person that used to be coming at me crazy. They was teaching me some patience. I didn't know how to, like, like I, this, this was my line. Some of y'all got these lines. Oh, I don't go to funerals. That was my line for years. Oh, no, 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 I don't go to. So, so, but I said it cool because I was ignored. You know, nah, I don't go to funerals. Everybody's like, Keith don't go to funerals, man. <laughs> Keep cool. No, no, you know why I didn't go to funerals? Because I didn't know what to do. Because I was going to tap into some feelings I had never experienced. And I couldn't be in control. I would have had to let go. Stuff started welling up in me. I was like, whoa, we got to get up out this room now. I didn't know what to do with that. Oh, another thing. Oh, I don't go to hospitals. We don't go to hospitals. I'm not just talking about when I was sick. I didn't go there either because I was scared that they would tell me something that I wouldn't be able to handle. I ain't had Jesus then. I, just, I, know I, had, I ain't had access to healing. So, so I was like, well, if I die, I wouldn't have known why. <laughs> But I also didn't go to the hospital if somebody was in a hospital. Because guess what? I didn't know what to do. How do you talk to these people? I understand what you're going through. No, I don't. So I avoid so all these little cool things. Even when they ask, they send scouts to ask me, hey, uh, they want to know why you didn't try for the team. Man, what I look like running up and down this court doing all these suicides ain't going to play, man. Y'all tripping. So they went back and told him, this dude is a head case. Something wrong with him. He don't think he deserves to run like the rest of us. But that's, that's not what I was thinking on the inside. What I was thinking on the inside, which I need me, what I need to do. What, what I need to do. Oh, I didn't think I was going to even be on the team. So, so, hey, 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 just tell me what I need to do now. That's all I needed to say. They wanted me. So I, I talked myself out of everything. Like some of us are doing. I didn't utilize all, no, just as simple as, hey, I noticed you do this, Ms. Lamar. So how do you, why do you do it that way? See, no one taught me that. I, I, would, I might watch what he was doing. I'm only getting limited information because I don't have the inside information. But I wasn't going to humble myself to ask him. You kidding me? I'm not going to look like I don't know stuff. Plus, I had a great reputation in Newark. Like I knew everything. I ain't know nothing. I was fronting, acting like I knew, which a lot of guys do. And then as soon as somebody busts you out, no, nah, it ain't like that. Just that no, now you're so defensive, you still don't know nothing because you done blocked out the help. Right? So what I'm saying is to say God's will is weaved in all the lives around us. God is not just using the Bible. He's using the the husband, the wife, the aunt, the cousin, the friend, everybody around us. But we're trying to, we're so busy hard and fronting, we're running from the very thing that God has given us for us to do what we're supposed to do. The Bible says, God set the members in the body as it pleased him, 1 Corinthians 12, 12, 18. If you start reading the 1 Corinthians 12, it says we are many members, Right? We're all in one body, but we all don't have the same office. So we be a many on one body in Christ. Scripture tells us in Ephesians to be fitly joined together. Our new beginning is in us connecting to each other. 
We all need each other. Like when we first started church, first thing we said is, we're going to need help. Yeah. Day one. Like it wasn't nobody. It was just me and her. But I'm not retarded. I know we need help. But the thing is, you got to allow the help to become help. So, so a lot of people just, like we'd be like, hey, babe, we could start this program with that person over there. But then the person would get clouded, start getting into self, do, be all over the place. Like, oh, well, we can't use that person. Well, let's try again. We just keep trying. You know, we're we sitting on this thing, waiting for the help to realize you're the help. But not to stop you from your big dream. That Man, I know all these coaches, man, and all these different people that was this guy helped this guy win the Super Bowl, and now he wins Super Bowls. But he was faithful in another man's first. So God is setting up some things, but if we keep isolating ourselves, we'll miss out on those things. That's not even in my notes, but I guess I was supposed to share that. All right, so, so the will of God is incomplete without our obedience, our requisite obedience. So obedience is the corresponding action of your heart. So God can have all this will. He can have all these plans. He can declare the end from the beginning. He can set this, this wonderful thing in motion. But if no one's obedient, it's just a bunch of, uh, it's, it's just a great idea. It's a wonderful vision with no one carrying it out. And that's the thing is like, you got to trust that every step of your life is orchestrated by God. You think we all in here together by chance? I'll help you out just because you think. I'm not from, uh, I'm not from Charlotte. I had, before we came out here to start the church, we had, we had never been to Charlotte in our life. Ever. For nothing. And actually when the Lord identified Charlotte, I was like, oh, that's nice and everything, but why? I've never been there. It wasn't even on a list of places that I thought I would end up. But God said, Charlotte. Now, if I lean to my own understanding, we wouldn't be in Charlotte. If I listened to everybody else, we'd probably still be in Ohio. And that wasn't on my list. I, I mean, I wasn't growing up going, man, when I get older, man, I'm going to Columbus, Ohio. Nothing personal. I'm glad I went, found my wife. <laughs> but I wasn't like, you know, you know, you got a list of places you want to go to. Columbus, Ohio, Cincinnati. No, 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 no. It wasn't even on the list ever. But changed my life. Uh, okay, I'll give, you, I'll give you that one. She said it wasn't on my list. It was on God's, but it wasn't on mine. Right? Charlotte wasn't on mine, but it was on God's. So, and that's what I had to change. I had to shift up from my list to God's. And what's, what's, what's hold, what your holdup is, what our holdup is in our lives, is we're not lining our list up with God's list. We're not lining. See, see. Present yourself as a living sacrifice. Be not unwise, but know what the will of the Lord is. He fearfully and wonderfully made you. Only thing that you're going to be happy at doing, that this is way back working with juvenile corrections 101. This is the number one thing I tell the youth. Only thing you'll be happy at doing is what you were designed to do. That's it. I, I'm not saying you can't do other things and you'll get some temporary satisfaction, but you won't be fulfilled. And so God keeps having to put us in these positions of new beginnings because he's like, when are you going to get it? I made you. I'm God. I knew what I was doing. 
You can keep leaning to your own understanding, even though the Bible says lean not to your own understanding. You can keep doing it your way. And then I, I'm going to use me. I'm not going to use you. I'm going to use me. People used to be told me all this stuff I'm telling y'all right now. But my, in my so-called intellectual mind, because I was an intellect, um, I was like, I'm going to be different. Because I thought it was taken away from me to follow the help, the advice, to be with the team. I thought success was I had to do it my way and my way only. Guess what? It took me a long time, and I hope it don't take you as long as it took me, to realize, oh, I'm a part of God's plan. Oh, my fulfillment is in his plan. It doesn't take nothing away from me. But I didn't know. And some of y'all are so in your own head, but oh, that's not going to happen to me. It doesn't apply to me. I don't need to do it that way. I'll do it this way. We'll see. I mean, how much are you willing to risk on this? Because you've already been risking your fulfillment and all the lives that are supposed to benefit from your fulfillment. So how, 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 far, how far are you going to go with this? I'm saying it respectfully because I'm the guinea pig. I went deep, deep, deep in the self. But I'm so glad God got me out. No, for real. Well, I know some people in the room going, yeah, we're glad too. Some people at, some people at the funeral tomorrow be like, oh, thank God, this dude. Oh, my God, couldn't stand even being around this idiot. Because I'd use this mind just to antagonize you to justify my position of doing what, what I wasn't designed to do. Oh, I, I can give a good, I gave a good case for doing the disobedient thing. By the time you went out the room, you're like, well, that does make a lot of sense. <laughs> it does have a couple good points there. And then I was just satisfied, I got another one. When the whole time I didn't get another one, another one got me. But, the, but, 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 but I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I won that conversation. <laughs> then I'll go back to my room, it's like, still empty up in this piece. Something's still missing. Why do I still need another drink? Why do I still need to smoke some more courage? Why? If, if, I, if I'm so doing everything so great, what do I need these assistance for, this assistance for? Why am I still attracted to these things that are weakening me? So I had to flip, flip the script. I'm not the only one. That's just my testimony. <laughs> right? But I'm saying I'm not the only one. Like, God's trying to change some things. Like, he's trying to shift. He's like, can we do it now? He's like, can I get you now? Honestly, what he's saying is, okay, you know now. I understand. God, I'm God's representative, God's saying, I understand you probably didn't know before. You probably just wanted to test the waters for yourself. But he's saying, you ain't got to go in. <laughs> You tested it. You tested it. You realize it's crazy. It's poison. Right? It's too cold. Whatever. He said, you ain't got to jump in. You done tested the water. He said, could now, now we do, do what we plan to do here? Oh, you're going to enjoy it. Ah, I got so much. I got connections for you. I got resources for you. Oh, I, oh man. I got platforms for you. Way beyond what you was working on. He said, can we do it now? 
That's all God is saying. Can we really have a new beginning? Would you say, let's do it, Lord. Let's do it, Lord. That's all for today.